This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunatour back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining us and making this a continuing part of your morning routines. If you haven't already dropped a like on the video, please make sure that you do and subscribe to the channel to keep up to date with all the latest Arsenal transfer news and updates as we go through the rest of the window and into a brand new Premier League season, which kicks off nearly a week in two days' time. Um, very, very close now to that first game. And uh, we've also got some news about other games that are going to be going on before the season kicks off. But more about that in a second. Let's say good morning to people joining us live in the chat box. Apologies that this was kind of a late creation on YouTube this morning. It was uh, it was a lazy one. I'm going to be very honest. I was just, I was just in bed and I was like... Oh. I can't get up. <laughs> so eventually I dragged myself out to make it. So Maggie, good morning to you. To Manu, good morning. Martin, Blackshine, Dave, good morning. Addy and Chris, Ian, Dave, Martin, good morning, guys. Uh, Stephen, answer. Uh, Shrinabad, uh, uh, I believe, or Shinrabad, uh, or Beds, rather. I'm going to get that nailed on at some point. I will I will perfect it. Anthony, Christopher, good morning. NSW, Robin, Lee, Lee. Lee is doubling up there with the comments. Good morning, guys. Hope you're doing well. Uh, let's, though, crack on with today's stories. And first of all, it's coming home. It's it's coming home. I know I said this before when Arsenal got Arsenal, when England got to the semis of the Euros last year in the men's team. But we're in the final and uh, we are by far, I mean, the women's team are by far much better prepared than the men's to try and take this tournament. So uh, Mido uh, with a fantastic goal and Williamson, of course, playing just, just brilliantly has just smashed things this tournament. I mean, Arsenal really could have done with her at the end of last season. She was such a a massive loss when she wasn't there. Um, but uh, but England have got her and they are definitely benefiting from her performances. So, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Uh, and I can't wait to see England. Hopefully, 
lift the Euros this summer. That'll be a really nice present before the season gets underway for the men's team. Uh, now, speaking of extra games, uh, Arsenal are due to play Brentford in a behind-closed-doors friendly today. Uh, as soon as we get any information on what the scoreline was, sometimes they do upload the highlights. We saw the highlights of the Ipswich behind-closed-door friendly uh, up on the Arsenal website. So hopefully we get some information and some kind of clips from this. It'll give us some more opportunities to see some brand new uh, signings like Jesus, of course, and Zinchenko. Uh, but Tommy Asu and Tierney as well, hopefully will feature Fabio Vieira still returning from injury. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Speaking of potential injuries, Tommy Asu has returned to training. He was spotted amongst the team training outside. This game might come too early, as might the severe fixture. Who knows? Maybe he will be back for the Crystal Palace game, but Arsenal may, and Arteta in particular, may still choose to use Ben White in that right-back role with Saliba, Gabriel and Zinchenko as the back four. But Tommy Asu is closing in on a return, so that's really good news. And also, Kieran Tierney was spotted training as well. Uh, he continues his recovery from that injury that had him out at the end of last season. And whilst he did play in the game against Nuremberg, it perhaps aggravated that injury slightly, and they've decided to be a bit more cautious and hold back on integrating Tierney back into playing time as they try and get him fully fit for the brand new season. But of course, with Zinchenko now at the club, we've obviously got a much better competitive option in that left-back role should uh, Nuno Tavares leave, who we'll talk about in just a second. But William Saliba's agent, as we said yesterday, was in London. It now transpires that he was actually in London to meet with Marseille's president, Pablo Longoria, uh, and Fabrizio Romano on the Here We Go podcast talking about the fact that he basically, Marseille are in love at this point, supposedly, with Saliba. They are absolutely adored, or he is rather adored by Marseille, and they are determined to one day reunite Saliba with the club. However, Arsenal is continuing to say, no, nada, no chance. You are not getting hold of this player. He's Arsenal's, he's our player, and he will be with us next season as and is an integral part of of Mikel Arteta's plans. So William Saliba, no plans for him to move on from the club this summer at all, despite the fact that uh, Marseille's president has joined uh, <laughs> Saliba's agent for a meal, supposedly. They are just good friends as well. It is, it's certainly needed to be said at this point. But to our understanding, Saliba is not going say. But Leno, though, could certainly be off. And whilst we talked to you yesterday about him closing in on an £8 million move to Fulham, yesterday reports transpired that Leicester City could also be interested in Bert Leno because they are seeing Kasper Schmeichel uh, reach an agreement to move to Nice. Schmeichel will bring to an end his 400-plus appearance career with Leicester City this summer and looks to be closing on a move to France. Leicester, therefore, in the market for another goalkeeper and could look towards Leno. The problem with that deal for them is that Leno seems keen to stay in London. Fulham obviously offer this opportunity, but Leicester do offer a more competitive kind of environment for him to join and potentially remain as a team that would be fighting for European places. And Arsenal have an interest in one of Leicester's players in Yuri Tillemans, which I've seen suggestions across social media yesterday that Arsenal should look to try and include Leno in a potential deal with Leicester for Yuri Tillemans. Whether or not this is going to be happening is obviously very, very uh it's speculative right now. It's not exactly set in stone that this would happen, but it's very much an idea that's being banded about. But it's, I think if I was a betting man, I'd be betting on Leno probably still completing this move to Fulham. 
What is good, though, is potentially this could help raise the price of Leno. Any competition for Arsenal and for Leno is good, and it gives Arsenal a much stronger negotiating position. But as per the Telegraph a couple of days ago and Sam Dean, uh, Leno does seem to be, at this point, closest to a move to Leno. So there you go. Uh, and moving into Nuno Tavares, uh, I mentioned him just a second ago after talking about Tierney and Zinchenko. Atalanta's representatives have been in London to try and help push through a low move for the Portuguese fullback. Of course, now they've all returned from the US tour, so it's much easier to uh, communicate and to generate a potential deal. Leno, uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> Leno, Atalanta are still quite keen, supposedly, on including a buy clause in the loan move. Arsenal don't want a loan uh, to include that buy clause, and therefore it could create a little bit of uh, an issue in completing the loan. I believe that a loan will eventually be agreed, but it won't include a buy option. If it is included, it would be significantly higher than maybe his market value is, which is the smart way to do it. Because I always find that the loaning club lose all control in a transfer if they include a buy option. But the only way of maintaining some control is to include a buy option that is well above their current market value, which I think is what Arsenal should definitely be looking to do of around £30 million. Um, Lucas Paqueta uh, is where we finish our stories today. And a report by RMC Sports claims that Arsenal remain interested in signing the player. Now, in the thumbnail for today's show, you saw I put the words transfer frustration. And this is a bit of a transfer frustration for me because we've heard now from specifically Edu talking about Lucas Paqueta that he's an, ad, he's an admirer of the player, but at the moment there's been no talks, there's been no new news about Paqueta. Uh, and in fact, Leno came out and specifically said that Arsenal have a lot of players that play in the same position as Paqueta, and we are pretty well covered with Smith-Rowe and Vieira and Odegaard, all attacking midfielders that can also play in wide areas should we need them to. And so it's a frustration because I think we're getting to the point in the season where Arsenal's focus is certainly, and that's why you've seen most of, if not all of the other reports we've talked about today, all about kind of exits and all about players that could leave the club. That's the focus of Arsenal right now. That's what we are going to be talking about for the moment is players potentially leaving Arsenal because that is what Arsenal need to try and do before they can try and push through with any potential moves. Now, Lucas Paqueta is, as we know, of an admiration to Edu. But a report by RMC Sports, you know, talking specifically... Um, why is everyone going mad about Leno? Did I call him Leno again? <laughs> I don't know why Leno's on the brain. <laughs> Lucas Paqueta. Um, that's really, I'm going to have to listen to this back. I've clearly just mentioned Leno like over and over and over again. Um, but Lucas Paqueta... Um, as we know, is of a big interest of Edu, but they are just not in a position where they're pushing for the deal. And I think we're going to start to see these types of reports from places like RMC Sport, like Lekeep, that of course just link the player to Arsenal every live long day. And I want to bring you all the latest reports and obviously want to talk about everything that's been talked about in the media and potential Arsenal players. But there is obviously a frustration and there is an honesty that I want to give with you that at the end of the day, we aren't going to be going in for certain players that Jews just flash up on our social feeds. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> the chat box is coming back. I love this. I hate you guys, really. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to the first half of 
today's show. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we are going to go to the second half and your questions as well. Um, so if you do indeed have any questions that you'd like to throw into the chat box, now is your time to do that. If they are Leno related, I will be ignoring them. <laughs> just putting that out there. Have a good one and I'll see you in just a second. So Leno, anyone? Um, <laughs> goodness me. Um, let's go to uh, Rather Anime, who says, thoughts on a Pepe Elise swap deal. Feel that's a team where Pepe could blossom at Crystal Palace. Uh, and we get another young French star whose values could shoot up similarly to Saliba. Um, I think that Elise is the type of player that you obviously invest in for the future. And I just don't know whether or not that we need to be looking to bring in a player at right wing to compete with Saka, who's of a similar age bracket. I kind of want to see Arsenal go for a, a more mid-20s kind of player in a wide area that would compete with Saka. That's why I really liked the Rafinha profile, because I thought it fit kind of the perfect mould of a player that I'd want to see come in and compete with Bakayo Saka for that right wing position. I'm not sure that Elise necessarily gives us that same level of competition that we need for a player like Bakayo Saka. And also, I'm not sure if, if Crystal Palace would be interested in going for uh, for Nicolas Pepe at this stage. Uh, Rel, thank you so much for the, for the donation. Oh, Rye, sorry. Oh, I always say this on StreamYard, the eyes look like L's for some reason. But Rye, thank you so uh, much for your donation. Predictions, two more or one more through the door. Uh, my prediction is, is has been one. You know, I said that we would sign one before the season started and that happened in Zinchenko. And I said that we would sign one after the season started. I hope that's a midfielder. I really, really do hope it's a midfielder because that's the area that I've been pining for Arsenal to try and sign someone in. But what I would say is that I wouldn't necessarily write off Arsenal going for two. I think it will very much heavily depend on how many players Arsenal are able to move on from the club. Uh, this summer, which is obviously going to be interesting. Fine, I will address a Leno question in the chat. Matt J says, if we are linked with Leno, do you think we'll have to sell Leno first or do you think Leno will want to join us? Leno? <laughs> I'm going to have to watch this show back and just cringe at the embarrassing number of times I clearly accidentally say Leno's name. Uh, Pedro says, did you see the rumour about a £90 million buyout clause nowhere near high enough, in my opinion? Um, for who, Pedro? <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. A 90 million buyout clause for who? Um, you gang says, Tom, I guess no more incomings before starting the season. I don't think so. I don't think we will sign anyone before the season starts. And I, I'm fine with that to a sense because the, the teams that we're playing between now and the window closing, we have very much the team, the squad, the ability, the strength to beat these teams. We have a, we have a good squad we have an improved squad on last season. We should be able to get good results in the games that we've got before the window closes. So I'm not wildly concerned that no more players may come in before the season starts. It's just a case to me of ensuring that we do bring in a midfielder. We do bring in an, an attacking player for me. And if Marie leaves, I still think a left-sided centre-back is, or a left-footed centre-back is still something that we should be looking to. Three signings is a big expectation, especially considering we've already signed five. But that's just kind of where my head rationally is looking at what's needed in this squad still. But optimistically, I think one more, you know, is probably the reality of the situation. But who knows? Maybe we can go 
for more than just the one. Uh, Moses, morning, Tom. Do you feel we need one more signing before the start of the season? No, I don't think we do, as I've just touched upon. I think we can go to the end of the window with no more. But I think that we can uh, still sign someone after the season does indeed start. Uh, Saka's 90 million buyout clause, is that not enough? No, I, I didn't. I haven't seen that rumour and I'd be very surprised if they did include that in his contract. I would be very surprised indeed. Uh, Yosef says, Tom, I cannot seem to find a right wing forward that can compete with Saka and is realistic. Asensio is perhaps the closest. Who do you realistically think can come in? I've mentioned the name Pedro Gonçalves a lot. Musa Diaby, I think, could, but I don't think he's leaving by Leverkusen at the moment. Um, Cody Gappo is more of a left-sided player slash central player, so he doesn't necessarily compete with Saka. Um, it's difficult. Rafinha was really the obvious choice, and it sucks um, that he wasn't picked, or rather wasn't been able to get. It wasn't, wasn't picked. He was definitely picked, but he was always going to Barcelona. But uh, it's a really difficult Difficult one, that right wing position for sure. Uh, Ronald says, thoughts on Milinkovic-Savage going to Man United instead of De Jong? Uh, it's not surprising that they might switch targets to someone like him. I like Milinkovic-Savage, obviously, a lot. I'd love him to join Arsenal. Uh, Frankie De Jong is also a brilliant player. I think De Jong is, you know, a player. If it was between De Jong and Savage as to who I would rather join United, I think it would be Savage. I'd that just based on raw quality, I think De Jong at his age has, has got a higher ceiling what Savage has. Um, but I don't want either of them going to United, and I hope they don't get either. Either. Um, Rahul says, uh, Hi, Tom. What are your thoughts on Xhaka's right footed assist and also the right footed shot that led to Saka's goal against Chelsea? I think he is working on his right foot as well. Look, I think, I don't think he's necessarily working on his right foot. I think that, you know, he just has a right foot that he has used uh, at times. This is a really weird answer to the question. I don't think it's something he's necessarily working on. I think he's always had this ability, but he just tends to favour his left foot because that's what he's most comfortable on. I think he can still use his right foot fine. Um, but yeah, uh, interesting. Maybe we'll see more and I'll change my mind on that one. But I think it's just part of his game already, to be honest. Um, let's, uh, let's go to, uh, Jack, uh, who says, morning, Tom, which defensive midfielder would you like to see us go for? I still think we're a Partey injury away from similar problems. Uh, Ibrahim Sangara, uh, is, is the one, the name that comes to me. Um, Alexandra says, uh, did you see Usmana Dembele's goal against Juventus? No, I didn't. Uh, if I can quickly find it on my Twitter feed, popping up, uh, here we go. What a goal that is unreal. Let's see. Picks up the ball, played out right-hand side. I know I'm commentating. Harry Simeon should really be doing this for me. Okay, Dembele, I believe this is I'm looking for very wide. Cuts inside, on his left foot, takes it past one, past two, past the same guy again, past three. Oh, what a finish. Top-class commentating for me there. But yeah, I've now seen it, and it was very, very good indeed. <laughs> so there you go. Um, let's go to Christopher who says, Tom, there seems to have been more winter window activity in recent seasons. If we can't get good prices players now, do we wait until January? Chris, the ultimate answer is we may not have a choice in the case of some players, but I think that the most movement for our outgoings is likely to happen toward the end of the window in the last two or three weeks of the transfer window. That's when I think the most of the outgoings are going to take place because teams start moving on from primary targets who they can't get to plan B, C, D, E, which is where some of Arsenal's surplus players will probably fill into. The good news is we're starting to see movement. You know, Leno to Fulham, Tavares to Atalanta, Marie to Fenerbahce. Um, we, we've seen other links with potential players. Alex Moreno uh, looks likely he could move to Nottingham Forest and Real Betis, which could open up 
funds for Betis to try and bid again for Bellerin after they had what was a £4 million bid rejected for him. So he could then move as well. So we could see some more movement. The main two that we need to make sure we get out for me is Ainsley Maitland-Niles and Lucas Torreira because you get those two out the door, I think we can bring in a Yuri Tielemans. So they're the two main ones that we need to start seeing some movement for before we can start seeing some potential centre midfielders join the club. Um, Tuman says, I am a morning person, you're right. But today, yeah, it's been a long 24 hours. Uh, a long 24 hours indeed. Um, Manu says, Xhaka should get a statue outside the Emirates if we win the Europa League. Thoughts, love myself a controversial player. N- no. <laughs> Look, I-, I can appreciate Xhaka for hi- what he's done and what he's brought during his time here. And I can appreciate what he does for the players in the team, you know, more so now than I did say 24 hours ago. Um, but I think that with Granit Xhaka, he will be ultimately a player that's appreciated for his time at the club. He will, as he said, need to achieve something special um, to really go down as something as a real fixture in Arsenal's history. I think he needs to be in a squad that achieves, as he says, something special. Let's see if that happens. I know a lot of people have already written him off, but we'll see what indeed does take place there. Um, why did I see the word Medway pop up in a question? I swear I just saw it. There we go. Um, Sam says, Tom, being a Medway boy, do you think the Chatham statue, you know the one I mean? Yes, I know exactly the one you mean. Should we dress him up in an Arsenal shirt and to go along with the famous orange cone that goes on his head? Yeah, for anyone who's now wondering what on earth are they talking about, basically in... Uh, this this town near us uh there's a statue and you know those like traffic cones in the uk we have like the orange traffic cones there's always one put on top of the head of that statue um sam is clearly local (laughs) because he knows that um there was uh i got sent a funny thing rupaul's drag race there was like a a drag queen that dressed up as the statue with a cone on on their head so you know that's quite hilarious but um yeah, uh, we should definitely try and get an Arsenal shirt on. <laughs> on there. The Gillingham fans may though, be a little bit annoyed by that taking place and probably would be a waste of a shirt, in fairness. To find an Arsenal shirt that would fit a statue might be also quite impressive, trying to get it round all of the arms involved, but very much indeed. Um, let's go to Olu, who says, is it worth keeping Pepe as the right wing can do well in Europe and the Carabao Cups will also allow Marquinhos to keep growing? We may not have a choice, Olu. We, we may not have a choice but to keep Pepe at this stage. There's no guarantee that Pepe will move on. And to be fair, you know, uh, at the same time, I don't necessarily think that despite the fact that there's been movements to try and get a move away from the club, that he is, you know, massively convinced about leaving. You know, massively convinced that he will be elsewhere next season. From his own words, he seems very focused on Arsenal right now. And, you know, fair enough. Uh, And if he is going to stay at Arsenal, as I've always said, I want him to succeed. I want him to succeed significantly. Um, Alex says, uh, do you think Elneny matured enough to play consistently? He played really well during preseason. I I don't know why people took what I said about Elneny and Torreira so shockingly. I would rather start Elneny than Torreira. Um, I think Elneny is better than Torreira. Um, and I would be more comfortable playing Elneny in midfield than I would Torreira. I think Elneny has matured, has improved, has grown to a level where he is underrated. He can give you a really solid performance in midfield. And I think he's he's proven that, not only you know in the end of last season, but he's proven that in big games. If you remember when we won at Old Trafford, you know we got that penalty through Aubameyang. Him and Partey ran that game. The game at Stamford Bridge, 
last season. You know, I think he's turned up massively in, in big moments for Arsenal and is still is still really, really um, undervalued. Even I I undervalued him previously. You know, I was like, it's El Nini. You know, we can't think... El Nini can't be a starting player in Arsenal's team. And to be fair, I think it's still a fair statement to say that El Nini can't be... shouldn't be a starter. You know, we should be looking to aim better. But I would absolutely rather El Nini than than Torreira playing, than Maitland-Niles playing, at times more than Lokonga playing. I think Lokonga needs to be given more chances for sure to help him develop. But in those big moments, if Partey's not there, Elneny I'm much more comfortable with being in that midfield. And he's a very much valued member of the squad. He's a very good leader of the group as well. He's got that experience and and that serves him well. So, yeah, for sure, I think Elneny um, is, is definitely, definitely a better option than Lucas Torreira is. Um, Let's go. <laughs> Actually, it says, what a ridiculous question. Torreira or the only Egyptian to score at the camp now? I know who I'm picking. <laughs> Cass says, are you going to get the pink shirt? I probably will with Jesus on the back. Apparently, it will be released on Friday. Definitely getting this one with the black shirt as well. Black and pink are, are two obviously very quite uh, corresponding colours. Uh, so, yeah, uh, they'll quite look quite good in the away crowds, I think, is the black and pink shirts. But, yeah, I quite like the design. Nowhere near as much as the black shirt. The black shirt is the pinnacle of shirt and kit design. Um, it's going to take Arsenal. Uh, it, what's disappointing about the black shirt, and there is only one thing, only one thing about that shirt that is not good, and that's that we'll only have it for a year and that next year we'll wear something else. That's the saddest thing. The saddest. It's like having the nicest meal you've ever had, because at some stage that meal will come to an end, and you will never eat a meal as good as that. That is the Arsenal away shirt. <laughs> you, know, you can't have that. The nicest shirt ever. There will be an end. The good thing about it, unlike a meal, I suppose, you can still wear it, but the Arsenal won't wear it anymore, and, and that's a really sad thing. Um, Jasha says, I totally disagree. Torreira is superior to El Neni, but does not want to play for us. Uh, I'd love to do a comparison between El Neni and Torreira to see how they, you know, how they would compare statistically. That would be a really, really interesting kind of comparison between the two, because I think El Neni actually is a better player for Arsenal and would give Arsenal a lot more in the Premier League. You might look at his performances in Serie A, but actually when you compare the two in the Premier League, I think... I think El Nenny is certainly going to say something. Um, Rye says, are you a plastic fan? What does that mean? To... <laughs> I, th- I, I always find it weird when these kind of statements throw out like plastic fans. Um, it's always strange when people try to put down other people's fandom when clearly they are supporters. There's only one time where I would ever question someone's support and that's if, they're, if, they're, if they ever want Arsenal to lose a game. Um, that is the only time I think you can really start questioning someone's support for the club. You can be critical. You know, I've got a lot of Arsenal fan friends who are very critical of Arsenal. It doesn't make it any less of a fan. But certainly if you want the club to lose for whatever motive or reason you have, that's when you start questioning someone whether or not they're an Arsenal fan. Uh, Akshat says, Tom, you should buy like 10 of those away shirts, keep all but one stored away so you have spare ones to wear. Uh, <laughs> I have. It's the first time I've ever considered buying two of the same shirt. I'm not going to do it because I still think that's mental. I know other people have done it. I just think that's crazy. I just can't bring myself to spend over £100 on more than one shirt. Uh, White or Saliba, who starts? Uh, I would start Saliba against Crystal Palace with Ben White right back at the moment. I think both of them start. Uh, I think that's an option that we've got whilst Tommy Asu is not 
fully fit. Uh, Michael says, since we are selling Leno, I feel we are getting rid of a very good goalkeeper. Please share your honest thoughts on Matt Turner. I think Matt Turner has shown some real strong performances. I think he's shown some great moments. If you go and back and watch what he's given for the New England Revolution, it's been some great displays. You know, uh, ousting Zach Steffen from that number one US men's national team spot. I think there's a lot more to come from him. I think he has to transition. He has to adapt. He has to get up to speed with that of the English game compared to what he's had in the MLS. But I think there's a lot of promise from Matt Turner. And Leno moving on is, is really just not a problem. It's not something that we should worry about because it was always going to happen. He doesn't want to stay and be second fiddle, and that's fine. Why should he stay if he doesn't want to? I don't want an unhappy goalkeeper sitting there. Uh, I want someone who wants to be here, and that is certainly the difference between Matt Turner and Leno right now. Um, What colour is the Leno shirt? I'm not getting Leno on the back of a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is gonna this has got to stop this is ridiculous uh deep says instead of getting a winger could it be better for a striker like calvert lewin no because you're gonna have to pay like five like 50 million um it's, it's gonna be you know it's gonna be ridiculously expensive to get a player like calvert lewin who's not gonna play and there's no guarantee that he's even gonna be better than he was last season which to be fair in the performances that he had weren't good i know he didn't play loads but you know yeah, unreal. Jashar says, uh, and thank you for the donation, Torreira's sample size in the Premier is too small. I don't think it's necessarily too small. I mean, he's played what? Surely he's played over 30 games in the Premier League at this point. So a quick check. How many games has he played in the Premier League? 63. He's played 63 games. How is that too small of a sample size? <laughs> that's, that's a ridiculous size of games in the Premier League. I, I really don't think that's too small of a sample size at all. Uh, Franklin says, Hi, Tom. Were they do debunking Arsenal signing Paqueta and Fabrizio confirming Arsenal haven't gone in for Milinkovic-Savic? Isn't it now 100% certain that the two incoming players look to be Tillemans and Gakpo? Franklin, I think they are, of all the players that we're linked with right now, you know, the most likely candidates to join the club before the end of the summer. You know, if you were to say... Which two players do you think are going to come in and you have to bet on those two now? Those would probably be the two that I would bet on. Um, I think they are the most likely candidates. Yes, Franklin. So I think you're right in that sense, uh, definitely. Um, In terms of minutes, uh, Torreira has 3,883 minutes. So we want to divide that across the 63. And this is replying to Jashar's question. Let's let's do this. 3,000... 3,883. Always great watching when TC gets his calculator out, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> divided by 63. So he's averaging over 60 minutes a game, which is, you know, when you consider the fact that Arteta makes his substitution on around 60 minutes, I don't, Jashar, think that's too bad. Uh, over 60 minutes per 90. You know, that's a very, very good sample size across 63 appearances. 63 60-minute appearances is a very good sample size. Find a way to disagree with that, Josh. <laughs> I dare you. Find a way to disagree with that. Uh, Amira says, not transfer related, but seeing as Arteta, Edu and Metazaka are ex-Arsenal players, if you had to choose who in the current squad do you think could replace each of them? Um, there's There were some interesting answers yesterday, actually, about this uh, that I can't talk about at the moment. Um, but probably... Um, who would be good? I know who would want to be. You know, Martin Odegaard's Martin Odegaard is parched. And for those who watch the Peter Crouch podcast will know exactly what I'm talking about. 
he Martin Odegaard is potentially one. Uh, he's potentially one of those. Um, but uh, but there you go. <laughs> Josh, I'll give me time. I'm not giving you time. You can't, you can't. You just you've lost the debate, mate. <laughs> uh, Nicholas says also Gakpo is already much better than Nketiah and has better output than Martinelli. I mean, we don't know if he's a better striker than Nketiah yet uh, because he's not played enough games at striker. That we haven't had a big enough sample size for him. But uh, certainly Martinelli, uh, his output's been better. But obviously in a league which, when you consider the players that have moved from the Eredivisie to the Premier League, the success rate isn't, it's not high. You know, you've got players like Suarez that bossed it. But then you've got other players like Janssen and Lacardia and Depay uh, and recently, more recently, Bergvine that haven't necessarily cut it. So where we Man United have now signed Malassia and Lissandro Martinez and have been looking at other Eredivisie players, it'll be intriguing how they transition because the success rate of players from the Eredivisie has not necessarily been as as smooth as maybe what we've hoped it would usually be. Uh, So I think that, yeah, in terms of Gakpo being better than Martinelli, I don't think we've seen enough from either player to have a specific answer on that. Klaassen's another good example, Billy. Didn't he not come from the... Did he come from Ajax and then went to the Bundesliga or was it the other way around? I'm sure something happened but i know where he went he ended up at uh he ended up back at everton and then went to ajax or something like that aziz next season says vishal where will aziz fit in hmm, not so sure uh, i think that he may end up on loan if not back in the under 23s he didn't have the best of loan spells at portsmouth needed to learn more um we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens to him uh, Wes Bird says, sorry, Tom, missed the start of the show. I hope you and everyone else in the chat are good. Yes, we are. Thank you so much for asking, mate. Really appreciate it. And again, thank you, Raya, for the donation. If you meant to ask a question, uh, I will uh, try and spot your next comment to read it out. Uh, Deep says, do you think Gakpo can play on the right? He could. You know, he could absolutely play on the right. But the problem is that we've not seen enough of him playing there to go, yeah, that's a great investment for the right wing because we haven't seen enough of him playing on that right-hand side. We need to see more from him. We'll wait and see indeed. Uh, Roscoe says, uh, did you catch the Arteta and Ketia? Really showed a more personal side of the manager. Um, no, I don't know what you're talking about, Roscoe. Uh, you, you will need to uh, caveat that for me because I'm not sure what you mean. Uh, Charlie says, who's better, Noah Lang or Gakpo? It would have to be Gakpo for me. I mean, he's got over 30 goal contributions last season in a more competitive league than the Belgian Pro League for me. So there you go. And Joshua says, don't drop that mic just yet. Joshua, I'm still waiting for your response, mate. (laughs) So well and good saying, don't drop the hammer on this one yet. But I'm still waiting for the reply. You know, 63, 60 plus minute appearances. I think that's a very good sample size indeed. Uh, Alex says, outside the top four, which other Premier League signing would you have taken for Arsenal? Ooh, that's a really interesting question. Who outside of the top four? Um, Obviously, I think Basuma, you know, would have been, uh, after the whole situation has now been cleared, you know, I think he would have been a a good option for us to bring in to compete with Partey, of course. Uh, Outside of the top four, who else? Uh, is a good option. Pedro Neto, people talk about a lot. Um, I would also consider West Ham's players. You know, West Ham have got a fair few. Uh, I wouldn't sign Sojek. I would sign Jared Bowen. I would sign Declan Rice, but they're going to be silly expensive. So arguably, are they going to be worth the, the ridiculous fees that you are putting in? Probably not. Going further down the table, um, 
there aren't loads. I mean, Maxwell Cornet is an interesting competitive option to to Saka. I, I don't. I wouldn't discard that as an option. You know, I wouldn't discard Maxwell Cornet as as an option. I think there's real there's there's something about him. I know he's not in the Premier League anymore, but there is something about Maxwell Cornet that I don't think is necessarily the worst idea. I don't think he'd be expensive. I don't think he'd cost a lot of wages. I, I think he could be quite a good competitive option for a wide position. And I think he did very well in a very difficult Burnley team that don't play to his style. And I think he would actually benefit from playing in the Arsenal team a lot. Uh, Madison, yes, Madison, you know, is an option. But similar to Paqueta, you know, we have... Vieira, we have Smithrow, we have Odegaard. Where where are you fitting Madison in? Um, it's a tricky one, you know, when you've already got that many attacking midfielders. So that that's that's difficult. Trossard says Tebow. I mean, Trossard's been weirdly mentioned by a couple of outlets recently. I'm not sure. Again, he's more of a left-sided player, and I lean more towards his Arsenal going for a right-sided player than a than a left-sided player for an attacking option in the rest of the window. But there you go. Tielemans is another obvious one, obviously, that we've not really talked about. Uh, and Nadim says, if Tielemans makes it in the 4-1-4-1 or the 4-2-3-1, um, as usual, what do you reckon? It's the 4-3-3. You know, Arsenal play... I know what you're saying with the 4-1-4-1, but 4-3-3 is, is the way that we play. And he would, for me, play on the left side of that central midfield pivot with Erdegaard and, you know, Partey playing as the lone six. I think that's where Tielemans would fit in. Um, Ismail Assar says Clive not bad not bad was chatting to uh, Simon Collins mentioned him uh, to me yesterday from the, from the uh, evening standard as a potential option whether it was in jest or not who knows uh, Deep uh, Kundu says uh, what about Mwepu he did really well towards the end of last season I was kind of campaigning for Mwepu when he was at Salzburg we did a tactical breakdown on him last summer and then he went and scored against Arsenal in the most ironic goal you've ever seen um, so yeah, I, I like Mwepu. I'm just not sure whether or not he's the right kind of profile. Mwepu is not a Partey style player. Mwepu is progressive. Mwepu is more offensive. Yes, he can play in centre mid, but he can also play on the right. He's a very, he's a very endemic kind of player. You know, he's very unique. Uh, endemic's probably not the right word, but unique is definitely the right word. He's, he's very, very different is Mwepu. So I'm not sure uh, where he would necessarily fit in to the team. Um, Alex says, I really wanted Sinistera. He actually came off for Leeds the other day with a hamstring problem. So maybe we, we were quite lucky that we didn't end up going for Sinistera. Uh, Adam asks about Vinealdum. It looks like he's going to Roma from the sounds of things. So I don't think we're going to go and get uh, Vinealdum at this stage, unfortunately. Uh, Mello is very similar to Santi, says Arsenal FC Football. Uh, I think that might be underselling how good Santi is. Stylistically, I get what you're saying. Diminutive, good passer, good dribbler, not necessarily a big goal scorer or defender, but he isn't of a level of Santi. Arthur is not on that level at the moment. Uh, who on earth said Kurt Zuma? No, thank you. Um, Fabian Ruiz says Code uh, or Code. Uh, <laughs> either way, not for me. Dwight McNeil, Mikhail, I'm just not sure he's got the output. I'm just not sure Mikhail, uh, Mikhail is, he's, he's good enough. Dwight McNeil. I see a lot of people suggesting him. I just don't think he's good enough. If you're going to get anyone from Burnley, I'd go and get Maxwell Cornet um, if, if anyone was going to come in from there. So there you go. Um, we've been going for 37 minutes. Wow, it's longer than I usually go for. But thank you so much um, for tuning in as always. Really appreciate your time. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never 
miss a show. We might do a show this afternoon. I'm off today, so there's time for me to put something together. I did say I wanted to do kind of a, a transfer window summary. Wednesdays also, we usually do a tier list, but working out what kind of tier list show we would do now is difficult. Maybe we do like a tier list of all the players that are still linked with Arsenal. Uh, and we, we trying to do that one. If you've got any suggestions, make sure you leave them in the comment section down below. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. It's been an absolute pleasure. It always is. Drop a like, subscribe if you're new. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.